So here's a little story that's relevant to this week's prompt in the Society for Spontaneous Singing, and also to my good friends in Rhiannon's All the Way In vocal improvisation program, that is, beginning its second session next week. This morning, I woke up with an uneasy feeling, and it was a familiar feeling of holding a grudge against myself for something that happened last night, and a strong sense of not being able to let go of that grudge against myself, even though I knew it wasn't serving any purpose. So I went out to the park to take a morning run, and I could feel that something wasn't right, like a heavy feeling in my chest. So rather than keep running from it, I decided to sit down on a bench right near a big field and just try to feel it through. And I'm used to doing a kind of meditation that I learned from some Buddhists in Canada that involves breathing in negative feelings and breathing out positive feelings. The idea that your heart is a sort of filter that can take all the suffering and the hardship in the world, in yourself and in other people, and can somehow miraculously transform it into love and light and freedom. Now that doesn't usually happen for me, not very often. Sometimes it feels easy. Most of the time it doesn't feel like a very safe proposition to be taking on that much pain voluntarily and to believe somehow that I have something to offer it, to change it. But in this moment, I had this little flash of insight that instead of trying to filter what I was feeling through my own heart, I could just see my heart there hanging in the middle of the field that I was facing, a big, giant, inky, black cloud, just hovering, huge, dominating the little family having a picnic and the people walking by on the paths. And I saw it uh, and really felt the physical presence of the darkness and the self-critical feelings that were consuming me. And then I started trying to breathe in what I could from that cloud, like physically breathing in the air from that cloud into my body, and then breathing out to try to dissipate the cloud or to send it some kind of permission to dissipate. And then some words came into my head, unbidden, and they were, this is ours to heal. I wasn't sure exactly what that meant. This was certainly the cloud, but I didn't know who the we was in this ours, and I wasn't really sure what kind of healing I was asking for. Before I had a chance to think too much about it, I saw a woman pass by, and Next to her was a man riding a bicycle very slowly. I assumed he was her companion, maybe her boyfriend or her husband. But as they kept going a little bit beyond me, I saw her forcefully say no to him and jut off in a different direction and him casually ride away. And I almost didn't notice it, but it seemed like it really could have been a very strong incidence of public harassment and a real life-or-death situation for this person in broad daylight that I had been completely ignorant to. And in my mind, I heard an echo. This is ours to heal. 
and that surprised me. But before I got to think too much about it, out of the middle of the field where I had been projecting my dark, inky heart, I heard a huge cry of anguish going up from this picnic blanket. And then I heard, you don't bite me. You don't bite me. You don't bite me. And then a cry of pain. And it was a mother scolding her small child. And I could hear in her voice the shock and the fear and the concern that this child that she loved so much was becoming an animal who was potentially going to hurt her. And I could see over time as she pulled the child away from the group and started scolding the child and the child began to wail in what seemed like shame or humiliation, that this was just a whole system of suffering that I had access to, even though it really had nothing to do with me. And again, without thinking it, I heard, this is ours to heal. And that's when I started crying. I'm not sure exactly why. I think it was somehow the permission to really care about something that had nothing to do with me, but that was happening near me and seemed to resonate so strongly with something that was happening within me. This idea of a child biting the hand that feeds it and myself, you know, unable to let go of this grudge against myself, uh, sort of childishly continuing to bite when I knew that it wasn't any good for me, and then feeling that sense of shame around it that stopped me from letting it out. And something really unexpectedly healing about this idea that some private, hidden suffering that I'm going through could be ours to heal and some private hidden suffering that this woman is going through walking next to a man who is threatening her could also be ours to heal and that this very public and very flagrant drama that the parent and child are going through can also be ours to heal. Now, I don't mean to be suggesting that we should all be going around healing one another with a capital H or that the medium for that healing is going to be our voices. I think that sometimes the most healing thing that we can do for ourselves and maybe in the long term for the people around us is just to feel the things that we're feeling and to feel not alone with them and also to give ourselves permission to feel the things that are happening around us and to at least let ourselves know that the those people who are feeling those things are not alone with them. And maybe when it's appropriate to let them know that we feel them. And I think that an incredible medium for that kind of work is singing. I think singing is the opposite of shame. If shame is the urge to keep it in and to stay lonely with our own private suffering or our own private predicament, then music 
and singing in particular is this way of letting it out and making a space together where we are all ours to heal.